inspirational and instructional. Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Joe Schwartz, psychologist, and thank you for downloading this podcast, Mental Resilience Through Meditation. Today's topic is all about spirituality. And well, how is spirituality related to resilience and meditation? Well, a lot of people have some questions uh, when they think about spirituality and their life. Am I a good person? What is the meaning of suffering? What is my connection to the world around me? Do things happen for a reason? How can I live my life the best way possible? So that's what, that's what spirituality arises out of. And today I'm going to talk, use some material that I've gotten from the University of Minnesota, from various people that have written articles through foundations. And we're going to start with um, some, some definition but, of spirituality. But um, I, I thought as a little sequel... To that, I want to read a paragraph from a wonderful book that um, I'm just about done reading called The Leap, The Psychology of Spiritual Awakening by Dr. Steve Taylor. And, and his, his thesis is, is that we as human beings, as a collective humanity, where did we come from? We came from a place where we were all part of nature. And um, he, he, he suggests, and I'm reading from his, uh, his introduction here, The Leap is also, as the name suggests, a sequel to my early book, The Fall, which focuses on anthropology, archaeology, and history. It suggests that the original state of human beings was one of natural wakefulness in which people experienced the sacredness and aliveness of the world around them and felt a strong connection with nature and the cosmos. But because of the fall, earlier human experienced no sense of separateness in the world and, and could sense a, parasol, a, a parasol, powerful spiritual influence pervading through everything, including their own being. And then, about 6,000 years ago, a fall occurred. And this shift was characterized by an intensified sense of individuality, a new sense of separateness. And for the first time, human beings experienced themselves separate from nature, from their own communities, even from their own bodies. So to, to get back to where we all came from, which, as Dr. Taylor is suggesting, which is all part of nature, and our ancestors had this wonderful connection to, na to nature, and we know through indigenous people and Indians how, how wonderful that connection was with the whole cosmos and nature around them. So when we talk about spiritual awakening, in some ways it's the reversal of the process of the fall, which was the development of this wrongful individuality, separateness from nature. Spiritual Awakening is a reversal of the process. I'm continuing on in what Dr. Taylor is saying. It means undoing the pathology of separateness and duality 
and regaining a sense of connection and harmony that earlier peoples experienced. Okay? So how do we do that? Um, well, what we have to do as individuals is to find a collective meaning on an individual level. Out of the ordinary state of being into more an expansive, higher-functioning state of wake wakefulness, which is, by the way, part of gaining higher states of consciousness, um, a collective level, a movement towards wakefulness that I believe can occur throughout the world. And I, I, I share his belief that, and I talked about this in my book, it, you know, the, the trouble that I had in my travels or in getting my whole life together when I had a problem nine, nine and a half years ago was dealing with a lot of people with personalities. And the, you know, I'm sorry to say they weren't the most enlightened people. They didn't, they, so what if everybody saw everyone as one? Okay, and how, how, how hard is that? Well, it's hard if you're not practicing meditation, if you're not practicing yoga, because you're, you're not developing that spirituality that's within you. Now, you don't have to do that. No one, there's no law that says you should do that. But let, let's go further into some definitions of spirituality, and then we can take this a step further and talk about it some more. So, um, again, I used some of my research here from the University of Minnesota. They have something called the e, uh, Earl Bacon Center for Spirituality and Healing. And uh, an article that I read there defines spirituality as a broad concept with room for many perspectives. In general, it includes a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves. It typically involves a search for meaning in life. It's a universal experience. People may describe it as a spiritual experience, as sacred, transcendent, or it's simply a deep sense of aliveness. Okay? So... Um, other definitions of spirituality include, for example, a doctor from the George Washington Institute of Spirituality and Health, Dr. Christina Pulaski, said that spirituality is the aspect of humanity that refers to the way individuals seek and express meaning and purpose and the way they experience their connectedness to the moment, to self, to others, to nature, and the significant or the sacred. Okay, so most of the most people today are busy trying to pay the utility bills or go grocery shopping. They're not thinking about their connection to the universe per se. But maybe when things are going good, maybe when uh, things have calmed down in their family, maybe when they're in a happy job, uh, finally, they start to think of the big picture. Like, where do I fit into things? And um, I think I referred to this in, in some of my other podcasts that uh, Dr. Abraham Maslow, one of the psychologists that I admired the most, always said that we all should be seeking to develop complete self-actualization. And it's so important for all of us to really fulfill our purpose here in life. And in my opinion, you're going to do that a lot easier if you become a more spiritual person because you'll see... I have a bigger purpose. I'm connected to this wonderful 
nature. And my role is, is, to, is to really achieve my best and be part of this big whole as opposed to being completely separate from it and contribute to the good of, the, of everyone. And this could mean your country or the world, okay? So when we, a lot of people um, connect spirituality with religion, and I want to talk briefly about how religion and spirituality have similarities and differences. So when we think about spirituality, we're really talking about is there a meaning, is there a connection, do I have a personal connection to the cosmos, to my whole life? And when we, when we deal with religion, which is a lot more organized, we, uh, we think about ethical values, what is right, what is wrong, the Ten Commandments, the, the teachings of Jesus, how you should behave or not behave, what is right and wrong. And it also contains many rituals, okay? Um, sometimes re religion can be very, very helpful to people. A lot of times, unfortunately, the rituals and, and some of the philosophy of religion, if you're a strict Catholic, for example, there's a lot of guilt about sin. And um, people, uh, patients that I've known, you know, they, they satirically say, I'm a recovering Catholic, which I don't think is a very nice thing to say. But what has happened in, in certain um, teachings of Christianity and maybe in Catholicism, there's so much guilt, you better not sin, you better not sin. And if you have, it's awful. So what, you know, that said, what can we, what similarities can we see with any religion, Judaism or Christianity and spirituality? Well, there are five things which I think we can connect with here. There's the awe of just being alive. Uh, the ethics part, which I think is extremely important, and unfortunately in this world, there, where there's such hostility and disregard for human life, um, and I, I don't want to get into political areas, but as I speak, you know, the atrocities that we hear about in the news and in the Ukraine and in the Middle East is, um, really points to the fact that people really need guidelines. And when we have spirituality, we are going to share an ethical belief in something. Okay, I mean, the old saying, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And you have to make sure that you know what is right and what is wrong, and what is humane and what it isn't. What isn't. Another way that religion and spirituality can connect is through reflection, through comfort, through belief. So um, what does this all have to do with mental resilience? Well, we know that in, in my previous talks that meditation um, and those practices reduce so much stress that it's going to help you deal with whatever crises and problems come along. Your brain is going to be more coherent. You're going to be more resilient. So um, understanding or developing a more spiritual connection naturally grows out of your practice of yoga and meditation. Nothing to do with drugs. Nothing to do with what you're eating. 
And it doesn't mean you have to stop going to church or say, well, you know, I give up on um, uh, confession. Some, some patient came in and told me he was betrayed in the Catholic Church because someone took his confession and then gossiped about it. And of course, I don't think that happens all the time. But uh, a lot of people have such a jaded um, perspective on their religion and, and having to go to synagogue and having to do this and having to do all these rituals um, that if you don't do, you're somehow bad. Uh, being spiritual really doesn't throw that out, but it, it offers it not as a mandatory um, rule, uh, but as an, as an option that if you want to continue your practice of synagogue or church on Sunday, that's up to you. But in the big, in the big picture, inside of you is a, uh, is a spirituality, is a force of nature that's inside of millions and millions of other people from all different races and religions. And that really, that connection, that meaning, is, uh, I believe, what more people are interested in today than religion per se. Not, not, I'm not 100% sure that's with everyone, but a lot of people that I talk to, at least in my practice, don't consider themselves that religious, but they want some connection with, with a higher power, which I think is wonderful. So I'm going to go on to talk about um, how being spiritual can be helpful to you. I mean, again, being spiritual doesn't mean you're weak. Um, doesn't, mean, doesn't mean that you can't handle things. As a matter of fact, it, it, it will make you stronger. Being a spiritual person means being strong, not weak, and mental resilient. Okay, and and, and when uh, people who 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 don't believe in in the practice of meditation or yoga or any of these um, non-pill um, techniques, um, well. They, they, they really are, are missing out on something that could really help them. So how can contemplative practice be good for you? Well, there's, um, uh, and again, I, um, I, I researched some material from the University of Minnesota. There's a growing body of evidence indicating that spiritual practice associated with better health and well-being can, can increase better health and well-being for many reasons. And Contemplative practices where you turn your attention inward to a specific focus um, many, uh, can, can actually increase wonderful traits within you if you do it long enough and you practice it. And this includes compassion, empathy, attention. And uh, the, the big reason I think people have to understand that um, that TM, for example, is important, is because you're releasing so much stress, okay? And um, once you start to do that, you're going to start to feel really a lot better in, in your day-to-day -day life. So let me just go over some more um, of, of the techniques 
that we have that will add to your spiritual development, which is very important. The first is meditation, which I just mentioned. And in my mind, it probably is the one and most important aspect of spirituality for any, any of us and all of us to learn. And with TM, it's, it's a very easy technique, okay? Um, uh, let me just cite one researcher named Richard Davidson um, from this center in Minnesota who says that uh, meditation can increase the brain's gray matter density, reduce sensitivity to pain, enhance your immune system, regulate your blood pressure. Um, so it, 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 it could also help with certain uh, medical conditions like fibromyalgia, chronic pain, type 2 diabetes, chronic fatigue syndrome. And again, I've, I, I've noted this, that there's, there's a ton of research that shows, particularly doing transcendental meditation, you're going to increase the coherence in your brain. But, it, you know, since the mind and the body are so intricately connected, you're also, by default, you're going to really improve your overall health and overall health awareness. Other forms of spirituality include prayer, and I think prayer is wonderful. Um, it's a relaxing way of uh, uh, you know, having a personal connection with your God, sharing feelings of hope, gratitude, compassion, and understanding that there's a higher power that can influence your life. So that belief can provide a lot of comfort and support. And um, it's funny when... If you're a Bible person, you go through the Bible and you, you, you always see spiritual people in the Bible like the prophets. Well, they went to Rehoboth and they stayed there for meditation and prayer. And it's interesting how prayer and meditation throughout history have been so closely intertwined. And there's a reason. There's a reason, and that's because it works for people. And before we had all these medications and drugs... And um, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, there was meditation and prayer, and it worked. And people talked to each other. There's also yoga, another wonderful physical way, physical postures, uh, breath expansion. And that has been found to reduce inflammation, stress, decrease depression, anxiety, lower blood pressure, increase feelings of well-being. So when you combine meditation and yoga, it's even more powerful. And if you want to pray, you can pray too, which is also great. So um, what hap what's happened in our modern society is that we, we, we have the medical model which says everything that meditation gave you in the past, everything that prayer gave you in the past, everything that yoga gave you in the past that helped reduce anxiety and stress, well, we're going to throw that all out, and I want you to take this pill. And it's interesting, uh, since I, I watch TV like everybody else, all the latest commercials are on um, now a new type of medication, which is um, going to help people who unfortunately had psychotic problems or uh, severe depression, and they took so much medication 10, 20 years ago that they developed a... Um, 
a syndrome, which we learned about in graduate school, called tardive dyskinesia. What's that? That's the uncontrollable movements of your arms and your mouth. And here I'm looking at the television in 2023, and I'm seeing people are having that. And now, of course, there's another drug to control that. So drugs on top of drugs. And this is what our society is all based on. And of course, if you get bored taking the drugs, go to McDonald's or go to Burger King and have tons of pizza. So food is also a, a kind of a drug. And um, I, I think, unfortunately, the whole society is so programmed into getting something on the outside, making yourself feel good. And of course, alcohol. I mean, how many beer commercials do we see? We used to see cigarette commercials, but everybody figured that out, that that's cancer-causing. Don't see that anymore. But the whole society, when you think about it, is, is food and drugs. And, um, and over and over and over again, and, you know, instead of, instead of people working on themselves, dealing with their stress, their hate, their anger, so it's kind of like you watch the news... And or you watch these programs that have all sorts of violence, and um, to take a break from that, well, I'm gonna get a pizza or I'm gonna drink a ton of beer, or you know I'm feeling a little anxious. You know, work is coming up, so I'll take a pill. So that's that's how people program themselves in modern society. Forget the meditation, forget the prayer, forget the yoga. It's all about what can I get externally in the form of a drug. And this is really what I think is so important to get the message out about, that we've lost our connection, as I said in the beginning. We've lost our connection with nature. We've lost our connection with being a spiritual person, with our connectiveness to everyone and everything in the universe. And that is really unfortunate. So just to get back to what I was talking about, how certain um, spiritual practices can help you. One of them includes journaling, which is just di uh, writing a diary about what's going on around you. And studies have shown that writing during difficult times can help you find meaning in life challenges. Now, I could really attest to that since nine and a half years ago, I went through such a tragedy with my wife dying and having financial problems. Writing that book, Super Radiance, A Doctor's Personal Journey, was a wonderful way of coping. And um, I think I, I would add on to journaling, uh, I guess, psychotherapy, because uh, journaling is good, but it's even better to talk to someone. And just to refer back to my prescription, my prescription is exercise, talking to someone, and doing TM. So the it's not a very hard routine, okay? Once you get into that routine, and which is a natural routine, and you get away from taking all these drugs or filling your body with foods that are bad for you, you're going to start to be not only a healthier person, but a more spiritual person. And a more spiritual person, like I alluded to before, is a more resilient person. And if you're a more resilient person, you're going to be able to deal with your problems in, in a civil and, and, non, and peaceful way. Okay? So, in this article, they talked about 
how spirituality can improve the community. A spiritual community can improve your life. And when we think about spiritual fellowship, um, increasing well-being, bolstering the life expectancy for yourself or others, um, you're going to have more well-being in your, in your life because you're, you're mooted and your, your um, mental health uh, is going to improve. So an, another gentleman wrote a book on resilience called, uh, his name is Stephen Southwick, and he wrote in The Science of Mastering Life's Greatest Challenges, People overcome trauma, such as abduction, war, imprisonment, by seeking comfort in spirituality and religion. Um, and once, once you've met the challenge, you can bounce back from that and have a, a very pers- purposeful life. Now, I experienced that because I had some financial hardship. I had the loss of my spouse. But when you look at the world, where the horrific events in the Middle East, where people are just being killed, people are being killed in, in the Ukraine, and what is this all about? It's about, um, it, 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 you know, there's no shared understanding. It's all, I'm right, it's my land, it's not yours. So dictators like Putin can invade Ukraine. Um, Terrorist organizations can take over a whole bunch of people like the Palestinians, okay? And, um, uh, you know, create havoc in the Middle East and bloodshed. So where does all that come from? It, it comes from, on a very, very deep level, all of us losing our humanity, losing our spirituality. And... Um, and I think this is what we all need to start thinking about, how if enough of us started to change our habits and started to program ourselves using sim- a simple technique, TM, exercising, watching what you eat, of course, um, talking to someone, wor- talking out our problems peacefully, wouldn't this be a better world? If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Back again, Dr. Joe Schwartz. Um, uh, Today's podcast was about spirituality. I'm going to give a quick summary. So having a spiritual outlook can help you find meaning in life's difficult circumstances. Having a spiritual practice of recognizing the interconnectedness of all life can also help buffer the pain that comes from difficult experiences. And let me just say this, that there are three benefits of spirituality and using techniques like meditation. Spiritual people make healthier choices, okay? Um, they, they directly benefit their health because they 
treat their body with kindness and avoid unhealthy behaviors. Um, spirituality can help you live longer. Uh, an exhaustive review that con compared spirituality and religiousness to other health interventions uh, found that people with strong spiritual life had an 18% reduction in mortality. And this is from a study done by someone named Giancarlo Lucchetti. And uh, just to sum up, forgiveness is good medicine. Letting go of blame, negative feelings after a hurtful incident is a practice that is reflected in a number of spiritual traditions, including Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Judaism. So modern science shows uh, the benefits of forgiving are really numerous. Better immune function, longer lifespan, lowering blood pressure, improving cardiovascular health. And um, you're going to get to being a forgiving person, not by watching television, but by practicing spirituality. Thank you for listening today on the podcast for spirituality. And just a heads up for next week, the podcast title will be Developing World Peace. Hope to see you then soon. Accomplish more each day. Dr. Joe Schwartz leads you on his journey with TM. Purchase on Amazon and Barnes & Noble.